Hello, all. Thank you for gathering around today. If you're listening to this recording of me at the beginning of the episode, it's probably because something bad has happened to me. That bad thing is that I just got married, so I'm not able to be here and record. Now, don't get it twisted, folks. I'm not saying that getting married is bad. I think it's a beautiful, lovely thing, and I love my new wife. But what is bad is that I'm in the god-awful state of Florida. That's pretty awful. But thankfully, not all bad things stay bad. Today, we do have a guest host to fill in for me while I'm soaking up the rays and getting my face eaten off by a man high on bath salts. His name is Mark Watlington. He went to high school with Eli and I, and he's very insightful about movies. He has his own podcast, in fact. Today, while he's filling in, he and Eli will be talking about a movie that I vaguely remember from my childhood. Starring a man that, some might say, is not handsome. He used to be handsome, but he's not anymore. That man is Brendan Fraser, and this movie is Tarzan. Ah, dang it! (laughs) (laughs) This is staying in. Welcome to Purely Nostalgia, the podcast where we look at the movies that we liked as kids with our adult eyes, and we try to figure out if they were actually good or if we just thought they were. My name is Eli Schaff-Smith, the greatest good you're ever going to get. And I'm Mark J.H. Watlington. The J.H. stands for Jazz Hands. Oh, I'm, I'm Clint's cousin. <laughs> you just did the thing that Clint does. That's funny. We're related, yeah. I thought you were going to come up with like a real, like a like a funny thing, like Mark I th- I Ironside Watlington. What? I think the jazz hand is funny. I mean, it I is. It's Clint funny. Oh, <laughs> oh this is going to be a long, rough episode if you're just trying I'm gonna to be Clint the whole time. Uh, um. Uh. Okay, I can't do a Clint impersonation. <laughs> I want to try, but I, I, I can't. I don't have one. It'll just be mean, and that's fine because people used to tell him that he sounds like Sheldon Cooper, which he kind of <laughs> does. <laughs> Uh, it's, I only knew I only really knew Clint when he was younger, so I guess I only knew young Sheldon. Yeah, I mean he's still. St- <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> um, so Mark is not Clint. Uh, I'm not. Mark no. is a different boy. Clint is on his honeymoon right now. Yay, Clint! Um, he's probably he's probably no, kissing don't his wife. Even, don't even say that. He's probably like holding her hand. No, don't even, s- Mark. Stop. I I bet that on the first day that they were married they like went to their bedroom and they um hugged <laughs> oh uh, i i'm sorry That's i should have stopped stop i went too far you went um, you crossed the line um yeah Clint Mark's chandler in. i'm i'm very sorry for um intruding on your personal life like that um i have a lot of respect for your relationship so i'm very sorry Thanks for respecting Clint's relationship. Now I would like it if you could respect my podcast and just do whatever I say. Um, yes, yes, sir. Um, Mark is not Clint, like I said. He's going to fill in for today. Now, Mark is very qualified. Um, Mark is Mark and I have been friends since kindergarten, right? Since kindergarten, yeah. I think we, that's I the remember case. This is a story I've told on another podcast, uh-huh. but I remember on, the, on the, the first day of kindergarten, I was so alone, and I cried. <laughs> and then the second day I met you... And I cried some more. <laughs> That's funny. And you kept crying after you met me. It's a really yeah, funny story. Yeah, I still story. do. Uh, I cry a lot. No, I don't think we became friends until the third day of school when we bonded over both not being allowed to watch Pokemon. 
was not allowed to watch or play Pokemon. Or play, especially not play. Actually, I may mm. have been allowed to watch it. I just definitely could not have any of the cards because they were... I definitely could not watch it. Why? Because they evolved. <laughs> and evolution's a lie. <laughs> that's, what, that's what that show is all about. Is yeah. It's, a, it's, it's about evolution. Um, it was trying to teach me Darwinism uh, <laughs> and how the Moonstone, if you give it to, to Jigglypuff, give it to one of his finches, it'll yeah. turn into like a giraffe or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. He, um, Charles Darwin famously uh, had a penguin and he would throw it in the ocean and it would come back a bigger penguin. <laughs> he was just, he was have, just like, XP farming those penguins. Yeah. It would come back with a bigger penguin called like Jubadoob and it had like spikes and like <laughs> fire powers. Ping Pinguino or something like that. Pinguino, I think that was it. Um, yeah, we also used to play Ninja Storm <laughs> on the playground. <laughs> yes, um, Ninja Storm is where we pretended to be ninjas. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I was done. No, that's yeah, it. I was done. But yeah, that was that was the whole thing. Yeah, you can hear us talk more about that on Mark's podcast. He has a podcast too. That's one reason he's qualified. Um, mm-hmm. But you don't. You can't talk about that until the end. Okay. We can okay. you can plug your stuff at the end. Well, this is I, I wanted time. I wanted to talk about another podcast that I used to have. Oh, hosted no. by my friend Eli uh, <laughs> and me. No. It was Magic School Busters. Yeah, we did have a podcast before this one, and you know what? How does it feel to have the tables turned? Because you were kind of like you were the lead boy on that one. Now you're I in my guest seat. I prefer being in the guest seat. I don't like being a lead. You boy. have to do what I say. Yes, sir. Yeah, you gotta respect me. Um, yes, sir. Would you say that? Magic <laughs> I don't like saying yes, sir, at all. <laughs> no, please do it the whole time. Um, yes, sir. Would you <laughs> Would you say that Magic School Busters was the best podcast that you've ever heard or been a part of? Um, no, this is the best podcast I've ever been a part of, okay. sir. Close second, though. Um, yeah, uh, like basically tied for second place. It was a podcast where we watch the Magic School Bus. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to be talking about like if it was accurate scientifically but like i mean i sure wasn't qualified to be doing that and maybe you yeah. were more than me i like did a little bit of wikipedia research and mm-hmm. uh i mean it was pretty accurate i mean it was on pbs and they don't lie to you no yeah that was one of the um tough parts about it was we'd just be like every episode would be like yeah they pretty much got this one right <laughs> yeah i mean you know if you if you did go inside ralphie you would find some white blood cells <laughs> Uh, and you would have to fight them. You would have to fight them with swords. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they use swords. I, they should have. Um, did we ever get to the episode with the salmon? Yes, we did. We we that definitely did. And we've, I'm like sure we did some great goofs about it. We did. If you want to listen to that podcast, I don't know, like email me and I'll <laughs> send you a file. It's no longer on the internet. No, I think there's two episodes still available to listen to, right? Okay. Because if you search SoundCloud, yeah. or I guess they're probably still on iTunes. They might still be up there. Yeah, you can find it somewhere, maybe. Um, but both of the podcasts that we have now are better than that one. So. I think so, yeah. Um, but I did want to go over just some ground rules, since you are on my podcast. Um. um I didn't. We didn't make you agree to ground rules when you came on my podcast. Well, right, because I mean, this is like a this is like a real podcast. Like I, I mean, okay. your podcast is great, but like this is like a real. It one. is. It is great. Right. Well, yeah, but it's like this is like this is a podcast. So like, okay. I don't know if you've ever been like a, on a real podcast before, but it's just. I three guess rules. I haven't. Okay. Um, and they're they're pretty simple. The rule number one. Mm-hmm. Do not try anything. Do not try to be funny. I'm funny. 
I don't like I don't need you to try that. Like Clint's funny and I'm funny and like I just need you to basically just say yes to everything that I say while we're on the podcast. Okay. So like if I say something about the movie that we're talking about, okay. I just need you to yes. like agree with it and just say yes, yes. that's true. Yes, sir, that's true. Let's can you can we try it? We can, can you say something? That. Yeah. Okay. Okay. George of the Jungle is a movie about a jungle man. That's not uh, no. I'm sorry. Can we, can we give it another shot? Yeah, okay. George of the Jungle has a... Yes. A sorry, I, I was too early. See, this is why we have to do this, because you are not like... Listen, your podcast, what's it called? Big Movies or um, something? I can't say yet. I have to wait till the end, <laughs> you, you told me. I think it's called Big Movies. Um, big Movies, yeah. Like, y'all are funny on there, but you're mm-hmm. not like funny like me and Clint are, you know? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. So like I just yeah c- we're we're actually funny is that what you mean? No, like y'all do. Okay, I just don't want you coming in on my podcast and going like, okay, hey, it's Doc Brown here, came in from the future. <laughs> hey, he came to the. He was in my room. Yeah. He hit okay. me with his very fast time traveling car, and killed me dead, and then he talked to the co-hosts. All right, whatever you say. Um. I just I don't need you like trying to be the funny man here because Clint I don't know if you've met Clint Clint is so funny he's so good at podcasting okay and you're just you're not Clint okay so you want me to be like boring Clint like you want me to be kelp I just want you to be was kelp boring Clint I don't know if we ever kind of put our finger on what kelp was I don't know that we did but it was funny though, wasn't it? it okay, yeah. And then I won't be kelp because kelp was funny. It was really funny. Um, okay, so I won't be funny. Okay, that's rule one. Yeah. Okay, rule number two: no Scientology. I know that you are, have gotten really into this, and I. It's not that I like want to discriminate against up. your religion. I just don't. I don't want that on my show. Okay, Eli, you're being a suppressive person right now. I, <laughs> I know I am, and I know that's I knew that's what you would say. And listen, I think it's great. I think it's fine. Whatever you want to believe, whatever like floats your boat, I can, whatever makes you more comfortable. I can feel the Thetans building up in my soul right now. I and I, I need to clear my Thetans. I need to go clear. I would love to be able to say that the things you're saying make sense, but you're talking a bunch of gobbledygook nonsense, and I don't. I would like you to keep it. Out of, like, my show, if that's okay. What? Okay, but what if Battleship Earth actually like just comes up naturally? Can we talk about it then? Yeah, that's fine. It's not like Scientology, but that is the same. That's L. Ron Hubbard, so it's kind of Scientology. It's fine. Like as long as you don't like. If I get weirded out, I I. I have the right to like edit out whatever I want because okay. I just don't want you turning this into like some way that you're gonna make a bunch of money from the books that you're gonna sell. You know, like I don't make money from it. I make Earth money from it, and that's not real money. Okay, just don't talk about it. Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll keep my mouth shut. It won't be funny. No Scientology. No funny. No f- Scientology. Rule number three. This is the last one. Please okay. do not sound smarter than me i know um, that you okay like you have this podcast where you talk about like adult movies and you like write for a film website and and like i just i'm afraid that you think 
that you might know more than me about movies because like this is like my turf like i may not okay. be like if we were talking about goodwill hunting or that's the best movie magic mike or it's the second best movie or i don't know uh pixels it's the fourth best movie <laughs> what's the third george of the jungle oh, okay then i then you could open your mouth and start to kind of share your expertise. I would just like for you to like submit to my knowledge and just like, if you think you know something, just like kind of keep it to yourself if that's okay. Okay. Um, I guess I can dumb it down for this kid podcast. I guess you want me to, See, you want me to talk like, do you want me to be like that? So I'm, I don't sound smart. Like yeah, I'm, I'm Mark. Uh. Is that what you think we sound like when we talk about these? That's what movies? dumb people sound like. Yeah, kids movies, spy kids. <laughs> Is that what you think we sound like? That's Back. exactly what you sound like. I've listened to every episode of your podcast. Okay, if you've listened to every single episode of our podcast then I actually would like to very quickly, and then we will start talking about the movie that is the subject of this episode. Um, I would like to just kind of quickly run through every movie, and you give okay. me a one word to sum up your thoughts on that movie. One, just one word exactly? One exact single word. Okay. And I'm looking at my uh, list on Letterbox, which is ranked, so these will be in the order that I gotcha. like them most in, uh, just for reference. Okay. The Incredibles. Good. Incredibles 2. Better. Whoa. Uh, SpongeBob mm. SquarePants movie. Best. <laughs> uh, Christopher Robin. Um, Bunny. Max no. Kiel's Big Move. Yeah. Uh, evil. Spy Kids. Spy. Spy Kids 2. <laughs> 2. <laughs> Rocket Doodle. Music. <laughs> You're just saying things that are in the movie now. <laughs> are we not doing <laughs> word association? Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, wait. The SpongeBob movie, Sponge Out of Water. What's better than best? That's really good. Great. They're great. Great. Uh, the Brave Little Toaster. Little. <laughs> Spy Kids, all the time in the world. Time. Shark I'm bad at this. Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Hot. Spy Kids 3D. Game over. Over. <laughs> you you did such a bad job. That's I'm really... I didn't think I'd be this bad at this game. <laughs> this is why... Uh, this is why we have rules. Okay, so just don't try anything. No Scientology. Okay. And tr don't try okay. and be smart. Like, don't, don't be funny or smart or... And don't spread your, your scary views, okay? Can I – We you mentioned Max Keeble's big move, and I just wanted to say that I wasn't allowed to watch that as a kid. No way. Because um, he has a bad attitude. He do, I mean, he does have a bad attitude. He's very disrespectful. I remember my parents came home from some trip, and they're like, we watched Mac Max Keeble's big move on the plane. And I was like, oh, cool. Is it good? Can I watch it? And they were like, he's got a bad attitude. I don't know. Your parents so I watched Max Keeble's big move on a plane. On an airplane. I think it was back in the day when it was, like, one screen. Like, they, like, put up a screen in the front of the airplane and everyone had to watch the same movie. Interesting. Okay. Well, uh, I just – I do want to mention that you, uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl, you were so hyped to see that movie. So, did it, like, measure up to your expectations? 
back then? Yeah. Maybe? Do you remember Possibly? what you thought of it when you saw it? I don't. Um, I, I, we, I think we saw it together at like one of my birthday parties. Maybe. I don't remember actually seeing it. I just remember that on the fifth grade Atlanta trip, you were so hype when you saw the trailer come on the television screen. I believe that. Um, I think we saw that in Spy Kids 3D in like a double feature at the drive-in. That Okay, that doesn't make sense. They weren't out at the same time. Wait, maybe it was that in Star Wars Episode Three. Maybe that sounds right. Definitely saw that. It was a it was a weird drive-in experience. Two classic films. Um, Two well, great tastes that go great taste great together. Correct. Um, well, none of these movies are the movie that we're talking about today. No. Nope. What are we talking about today? Talking about George, George, George of the Jungle. He's he's a jungle man. He's a jungle With man. a jungle plan. Jung- Jungleman. <laughs> He's a jungleman. Uh, yeah, this was your pick. Um, when I to- when I asked you if you could cover for Clint, you said yes. But we are doing George of the Jungle. Why did you? We pick this have movie? to do George of the Jungle because, like, w- I've mentioned this on my podcast, which I won't pitch now. I'm sorry to bring it up. Don't again. talk about big movies right now. Um, but I've mentioned before that when I was a kid, there were like six movies that we watched on heavy rotation. One of them was that thing you do, which I've already talked about on big movies, mm-hmm. so um, we can't talk about that. Talk about that again. Right. One of them was the live action Jungle Book. Okay. Um, one of them was Tarzan. Mm-hmm. One of them was George of the Jungle, and I know you're saying that's only four movies, and I said six earlier, but I've forgotten <laughs> what the other two are. So I think it might have just been four movies. All right, that's fine. But I watched George of the Jungle a lot as a kid. Now, most movie. of those movies were jungle movies. Uh, you know, <laughs> that is true, and I don't quite understand that phenomenon that was happening in our house. Um, but a lot of jungle. A lot and of then jungle. also the 60s music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so so this was a, a beloved film of yours as a child. It was. Um, it's, uh, I think, uh, I mean, I think I was I related to George in a big way. Um, I grew up in a tree house in the jungle, and I had a pet elephant named Shep. You look just like him. I do look just like him. I'm not, I'm not wearing a shirt right now, and I you mean, can't really see my pants, but it's just a loincloth. You're freaking cut, dude. Like I, yeah, I, I wanted to say that when you popped up on the screen. I was like, dude, <laughs> you look Thanks. good. Thanks. Yeah, I've been working out and just oiling up 24-7. Mm-hmm. He's an oily boy in this, isn't he? Like the very... I don't know how he holds on to those, uh, those vines with such oily skin. No, I don't know either. Um, so <laughs> my experience with George of the Jungle as a child, I had seen this, and I don't think I – I don't remember ever watching this at all. I just remember that as I watched this last night, there were things that I knew what they were going to say before they said them. And I was like, okay, I've definitely seen this, but I really – cannot tell you where or when or how many times i watched this it had to be more than once because like yeah several quotes i was like mm, knew he was gonna say that do you remember what quotes they were um let's see tukey tukey bird i remember that was a thing tukey tukey because I, I saw because w- the first time i saw a toucan when i was like walking mm-hmm. around outside and i just saw a toucan and it landed on my shoulder i was like oh this is a tukey bird and i think my brother or someone was like no that's a toucan um, and you, you and you were like, no, it's Tuki Tuki. No, it's a Tuki Tuki because I've seen Tuki Tuki in the jungle. Um, and then like, uh, I remember the part where the guy falls off the bridge, and they're like, nobody dies in this story. Um, 
They just get a b- very big boo-boo. Just big boo-boos, yeah. Um, yeah, there was just some other, like, scattered random quotes that here and there that I just remembered and knew they were going to say them. It was like I had a superpower. Yeah. I, um, that would be a fun superpower just to know what someone was going to say before they say it. Um, I think that's like, uh, I'm going to, don't, no one copy that. I'm going to write that superhero movie about a guy who can know what people are going to say before they say it. Um, but I had a similar experience rewatching it, uh, this past week. Um, cause I haven't watched this movie in like at least 10 years. Wow. Probably like 15. That's so many um, years. It's a long time. But like as things were coming, I had mostly forgotten most of this movie. But as things were coming up, I was like, oh, yeah, I completely forgot that that is my favorite thing that I've ever seen. <laughs> That's big words. Yeah. Um, I mean, like specific things. Oh, OK. Well, yeah, but still, <laughs> any specific <laughs> thing in this movie, like it's big words. I liked the movie. I don't think I liked it quite as much as you did. I think um, a lot of I, that a lot of my reaction to this movie was just like it like touching a very small childish part inside of me uh-huh. that like it kind of tapped into this childhood joy that I haven't felt in a long time and it was great. Yeah, it's a very childish movie. I mean, it is as close as you can get to being a cartoon while still being live action. I would say. Yeah, the whole um, thing just feels I- like a cartoon. Well, I didn't know this until I was browsing the Wikipedia page for this movie, but it's based on a cartoon. Yeah. You didn't know that? I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, it was the – whoever did Rocky and Bullwinkle, it was those guys. Mm. So um, – which, like, that show was famous for, like, having very simplistic animation to uh, compared to, like, other shows at the time. But just, yeah. like j- – it's just slapstick humor. I don't know. I – I feel like like I I watched a couple of clips of the old show um just out of curiosity and like the animation is simplistic the way animation now is. You wouldn't really mm-hmm. have expected to see that back then. W- um, was the animation similar to the animation in like the opening sequence to this? Sort of, but I think even more simplistic. Okay. Um but yeah, I think it was trying to go for that. Um Yeah, I I I I think the I mean the moment that I like was rewatching this and realized that I love this movie is in the opening sequence when they're like on the airplane and they're like Africa known for its big trees. And then they fly through like the cloud and it's actually two mountains that are very <laughs> close together, like exactly <laughs> close enough together that the cabin of the plane could go through, but the wings got cut off. <laughs> and like, that is just such a, like a simple visual joke, but it was so funny to me. Yeah. There's a lot of that stuff. It's a very funny movie. I, I laughed out loud a bunch of times by myself yeah. watching this movie alone. Um, it was way funnier than I was expecting. Yeah, I I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I also, I think I forgot that there was like a narrator throughout the whole thing. And the narrator was so funny. He is the best. He's the best part of this movie, I think. Yeah. I love he, him so He's much. like self-aware. Um at times he talks to the characters like there's a part w- near the end where two of the characters are like arguing with their narrator. Uh-huh. And I think that I th- just think that's so funny that they can they can hear the narrator. Yeah, I'm not typically really into like meta humor in general. I but mm-hmm. I think just because it's been done so much now that it's just it's rarely funny to me anymore, but like this was back when that was really not that 
common and like it's really funny <laughs> and really tastefully yeah. done i think and, and it's also like it's just like it isn't meta and it's like look how smart we are because we're meta it's just like here's a joke we want to make yeah and it's meta it's dumb like even you mentioned like uh nobody dies in this movie they just get really big boo-boos mm-hmm. and then it cuts to like a guy with like a bandage on his head yeah i think that's so funny and then there's another part when and this is skipping pretty far ahead i don't know if you want to go in order of the plot or whatever i don't care talk what you what you want to there's a point where he's in san francisco and uh he has his head out of the window and he hits like a he hits a car door yeah um and then immediately like literally he pulls his head back in the window and he's got like a band-aid on his forehead mm-hmm. and i had never noticed that t- until like today and i was like oh that's that's <laughs> I didn't funny notice that Solid joke. Good job, George. Good stuff. Should we, like, at least describe this movie in um, terms of, like, the plot? Yes. I I think we can break it down pretty easily into, like, three sections. Okay. The first section is um, Lyle mm-hmm. brings, um, I'm blanking on the name of the girl, Ursula. Uh, yes. She's the villain. I want the record to show. I didn't actually look it all the way up. I was going to, and then I remembered Ursula. Lyle brings Ursula into the jungle to catch, like, a man-ape mm-hmm. or a, a white ape or something like that. So that she can um, steal Ariel, Ariel's voice and... Um, no, that's other Ursula. Okay. Yeah, sorry. It's very confusing. There's exactly two Ursulas in all of movies. One's very pretty and one is not quite as pretty. One is in this one, right? Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't um, want to like throw shade at Ursula in this movie, but she was not as pretty as the one in the Little Mermaid. Yeah, I mean, she only has two legs. What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do with two legs? Yeah. I mean, Walk and somewhere? the other Ursula has eight. <laughs> so many. Come on. I Four mean, I can't even legs. count how many legs she has. And she's so good it's, at singing once she gets Ariel's eight. voice. It's eight legs. You can I you actually can count. No, I I'm couldn't. sorry. I'm being I'm breaking rule two and I'm being smarter than you. No, that's rule three. I forgot. I'm dumb. That's um, why I was bad at Magic School Busters, because I literally cannot count to eight. Yeah. Um we really should have done the math math TV show first. Is eight more than a hundred? I don't what Mark, what if we did Cyber Chase? <laughs> we talked about doing Cyber Chase. We did, didn't we? Oh, that was man. our idea of what to do after we finished Magic School Bus, and then we did one season of Magic School Bus, and I was like, let's let's take a break. What, what we call it? Cyber Cyberbusters? Cyber Cyberbullies? Cyberbullies. Um. <laughs> That's it. Sorry, cy- Cyber Boys would probably be better. Cyber Boys? Nah, everything is boys. I think everything is boys. I mean, the everything thing about is Magic boys. School Busters that made us be like, oh, we have to do this was that the name is the best name for a podcast. It's a, it's a really good name. It's a very good name. Um... What anyway. was I saying? I don't oh, remember. Lyle brings Ursula into the jungle mm-hmm. to, like, I don't know, hang out in the jungle. And he's accompanied by these two, like, guides that end up being poachers uh-huh. who are very good, and I like them. They're good. Uh, and then also, th- like, th- three or four, like, African natives, I guess. Porters. Um, wh- Who? Porters. Oh, porters. They yeah, hire them to just move their stuff. Yeah, they're just carrying stuff. Yeah. Um. But they are also very funny. I, yes, I love. They are the best part of the movie, I think. Uh, there, there's like a whole, like, a running gag of them speaking their language and Lyle, like, speaking down to them. And uh-huh. they're just, like, talking crap about Lyle. And then occasionally they'll just, like, speak in English because they understand what he's saying. Yeah. Um, I like when he's, like, showing them a Polaroid and then he gives it to them and then they pull out their, like, you know, normal camera. 
uh-huh. take a picture of him. That's <laughs> great. Lyle's dumb. They're very funny. They're funny boys. Funny boys. Anyway, George kidnaps Ursula. Lyle is not happy. Mm-hmm. Now, Lyle, I just remembered his face <laughs> from watching it as a kid. I was like, this is a man that I remember. But when I was a kid, I don't think I understood that Lyle was not the hero of this movie. Because he was white? <laughs> Maybe that's why. <laughs> but George is also white, so I was like... That's true. I just was like, this is man is the boyfriend of, of Ursula, and bad things are happening to him. So you thought it was like a sad movie about how Lyle's fiance gets taken from him? I think that's what I thought. I think I was really dumb. Did you know that he's the only actor that is also in the sequel, the 2003 sequel, George of the Jungle 2? I didn't know that he was in George of the Jungle 2. He sure I know, is. I know if the kid in it is the kid from Two and a Half Men. Really? He's the half man. I bet it's good. We should watch it. Mm, I think I've seen it. Really? Yeah. I mean, I like this movie so much as a kid that I think I saw George of the Jungle 2. Mm. And I also think that I watched George of the Jungle 2 and I disliked it so much that I didn't watch George of the Jungle 1 anymore. Oh, that's really sad. I was like, if the sequel's this bad, was the original ever good? Probably not. I'm not going to watch it. I mean, the sequel did not have Brendan Fraser, which... Did not. Oh, which... What a boy. What a good boy. George is so great. He's so funny. He's, like, such a... Like, he's so genuine and earnest and goofy and dumb. And he's got a brother named Ape, who's an ape. Oh, they're brothers. And a dog named Shep, who's an elephant. Did they say they were brothers? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought they were just friends and roommates. <laughs> well, um, because because uh, like when he first meets Ursula, Ape is like, you know how we're different species, mm-hmm. and George was like, no, like we're we're brothers, we're the same species. Ah, okay. Um, I mean, yes, George is great. I love the way he talks. Like just his his disjointed way of speaking is so funny mm-hmm. to me, and the way. Like, he's not playing it like a caveman. Like, he just, he's t- speaking as quickly as a normal person would, just leaving out all the articles and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, all in, so funny. it's all in third person. Yeah. A lot of... He's so great. He's so great. He's a good boy. Bring Brendan Fraser back. I just want him back. I love George so much. I wish he was my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he would be a pretty bad dad, which is the plot of the second movie. Dad. Yeah. Um, But I want him to be my dad. He can be. George, come on out. Oh, George here. That's <laughs> we gotta listen to every single clap before we can <laughs> move on. Uh, did George just say something? George say George here. Now <laughs> you gotta carry on a conversation with yourself now because I thought I was gonna be George and you were gonna be yourself getting George as a dad, but I'm just gonna oh. sit back and <laughs> let this happen. So go ahead. I'm gonna go make some coffee real quick. <laughs> um well George, I just wanted to ask you if um if you wanted to adopt me. George already have son. Yeah, well that's like a a fictional sequel. That's not like an actual thing. George fictional too. Um, I guess that's. Hey Mark, are you good? Yeah, no, I'm. I'm trying to figure out this thing with George. He okay, thinks I'll he's fictional, but he's. Okay. Um, well, George, if you're, I mean, you're. I guess you're fictional, but you're clearly here. Eli, help me out here. 
Okay, sorry about that. Um, is George still here? Did he leave? George still here. He, George very confused. <laughs> George, you can go. We don't need you anymore. Okay, George. Whoa! <laughs> oh just man, out of here. <laughs> he didn't hit anything though. Actually, great job, George. Oh, it's oh, too soon. I, I should have told you to watch out for that tree. Sorry, man. Ugh. What a good boy he is. I think I just broke rule one. <laughs> I, think you, I think you really tried something there. But it's okay. I'm so sorry. As long as there's no Scientology, we'll be okay. Yeah. Um, um, George is not a suppressive person. <laughs> anyway, where were we? George? I don't remember. George is great. We were talking about the whole first segment where they're in the jungle. So mm-hmm. I don't... Oh, um, you know, I, I do want to talk about when George is first introduced and he fights the lion because okay yeah we that's gotta great. talk about that that's a very funny scene um I mean the slapstick humor like in this is very good and, and coming from a person who does not usually find physical comedy that funny in this sort of way but it's so funny it is like I the the fact that he's fighting a lion and so like it's clearly a lion in multiple shots. Mm-hmm. But also, he's, like, picking it up over his head. He's twirling it on his finger like a basketball. Um, it, it, it's, it, it, like, does a weird CGI thing, I think. I don't actually know how they do the animal effects to make them talk and move their mouth. And Well, um, it's interesting you say that because as I saw the, uh, the, the elephant dog, Shep, Shep, I thought, that elephant looks really good <laughs> for a 1997 movie. Yeah, um, he, the CGI. I, th- I assume it was CGI. I know some of it wasn't, but the CGI parts are not bad for the time for a yeah. comedy. <laughs> I mean, it's like clearly there's a lot of scenes where like it's an elephant just like walks on frame and stands there, but then also like the elephant like plays soccer, and like does stunts, which mm-hmm. is clearly not C- CGI. I mean, he looks also, a, he looks better than the rhinos in Black Panther. He does. <laughs> Um, people get mad at me when I say that the lion, the rhinos and Black Panther don't look good, but they, they don't. Yeah. Um, Ape also looks really good, and I don't know he looks if fantastic. that was just someone in a costume. It I don't definitely know. is. It's just a really good costume with some puppetry going on and the face mask. He looks yeah, because he's like moving his eyebrows and everything. Right, and you can see like that he has human flesh eyes through the eye holes, but like other than yeah. that, I think it looks so good. I like Ape a lot. Ape yeah. is like this really smart uh, gorilla. Yeah. Yeah. John Cleese. And he, John Cleese. And he's just talking. He's he's like very smart reading books. Ursula mm-hmm. is freaked out by that. Yeah. Also, George's house is where I want to live for my life. For your life? For my life. Okay. That's fine. We can work that out. Okay. Cool. Um, I think it's funny. Like the, the stunts in this movie uh, – are, like are not well done, but like Brendan Fraser, whenever like if, when he like swings and hits a tree or something, mm-hmm. like it looks very silly. But then just the way Brendan pl- Fraser plays it right afterward, yeah, like makes it fantastic. Yeah, I, like he, he peeling his face out of yeah. the dent he made in the tree, mm-hmm. always great. It's fantastic. Um, he he plays like. It's. I feel like it's really hard to play slapstick where it's like, oh, that actually hurt. Mixed with, I'm not dead, so it's okay to laugh at that. Mm-hmm. And he kind of he finds that middle ground really well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the the lion scene. He. he I mean, he just 
twirls it around above his head and throws it. Um, yeah. But he also, like, he, like, um, he, like, does a WWE thing where he, like, bounces off of a tree. Mm-hmm. And then he says, rubber tree, always good for bouncing. <laughs> um, which is, that's not how rubber trees work, George. Well, I mean, I don't know how rubber trees work. I don't I, I don't, don't think they're a real thing. I'm not. Rubber comes from a plant, I think. It's not. I'm pretty sure it's not just a tree that you and can I don't bounce think that the, off of. I don't think that the tree is bouncy. It, does rubber really come from trees? I think. Whoa. I, I feel like I watched this movie as a kid, and I was like, Dad, are rubber trees a real thing? And he was like, kind of. And your dad was like, uh, yeah, whatever. And walked yeah. out of the room, and you took that as fact. Yeah, he would. My dad has never lied to me. So, and then you started a podcast about whether s- magical school bus was was accurate scientifically or not. And, this and my was one resource was my dad <laughs> telling me whether or not things were were accurate. Yeah, in George of the Jungle specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, can we just? Okay, I gotta ask you a question. Okay, this is just Tarzan, right? The beginning is just Tarzan. It seems like the whole thing kind of is. Well, Tarzan never goes to San Francisco. Right, but he does. He's a monkey man living in the jungle. Um, and then he meets a, a lady who comes and meets him. But she's with people who want to capture him. Right. Yeah, it's just Tarzan. It's Tarzan. And I don't think in the, the cartoon that it's based on, he's just in the jungle the whole time. I'm pretty sure that he never goes yeah. to... America. I think I think that in the cartoon he's like kind of a parody of Tarzan. Okay. Where he was like Tarzan who instead of like fighting colonialism, he was like playing fetch with an elephant. <laughs> and like instead of like being really good at, you know, running on vines and swinging and being this son of man look to the sky, um instead of being that, he uh, swings into a tree every time. Gotcha. I mean, I feel like you could have called the movie Tarzan and just been like, we're making a funny Tarzan movie. Yeah, you could just call it, like, Bad Tarzan. Now, Bad Tarzan's a good movie. Bad Tarzan. Good movie. Oh, there's the little monkey. Oh, he's very good. The little monkey is my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, little little monkey um, is being bullied by other monkeys. Mm-hmm. And the way that they fix that problem is that the lion walks up, and every all the other monkeys run away, and then little monkey is there, and then he does the little George the Jungle like thing on your chest, like kind of thing, and then the the lion gets scared and walks away, and all the other monkeys are like, "You're the bravest monkey." No, yeah, he's the. I mean, he's the cutest little boy, and I want him to be my son. Yeah, he's my best friend, and I would never say anything bad about him ever. Um. Yeah, cool. Well, what what what's next? The the next section of this movie. Well, they go to San Francisco. Uh-huh. Um and Ursula has to go to like her wedding her engagement party, I think. Yeah. She doesn't want she she hasn't come to the conclusion that she doesn't want to marry Lyle yet, right? She like she she like George is staying at her apartment. Uh-huh. And it's very funny cuz he doesn't know how apartments work. This part's like elf He's very like oily. A, he's very oily. Mm-hmm. Um, he eats caffeine and gets really hyper, and that's funny. He takes a shower and doesn't put clothes on, and that's funny. That's funny. Um, and 
like Ursula has a friend over and the friend's like, oh, you're in love with him. And she's like, oh, shut up. No, I'm not. Um, mm. This is the part of the movie where I got uninterested. I wished he had been in the jungle the whole time, to be frank with you. <laughs> I kind of agree a little bit. I like the parts where he's in her apartment because mm-hmm. her apartment looks fun and he's like eating coffee. Um but mm-hmm. there's like a whole part where he like saves someone who's on the the big bridge in San Francisco, whatever that's called, and he like swings and saves them. I think it's the Walnut Street Bridge. Yeah, I I almost said the Walnut Street Bridge. <laughs> um, uh, that's a that's a bridge in the town they grew up in. Yep. Um, but it's like kind of kind of boring. Well, it's it, fine. I just wish it hadn't happened so early in the movie. Because the jungle yeah. sets are so fun, like it, it feels yeah. like a stage play or something when he's in the jungle, and then mm-hmm. that all that fun is just gone when he's in San Francisco. But not all of it. Yeah, I mean, the the fun is kind of different fun, where it's like the fun is now like him talking to fancy people yeah. instead of him swinging into a, a another tree. He swings into maybe too many trees in this movie. Probably too many. I mean, he's gonna get hurt. I'm worried about him. Yeah, I I'm I'm worried about George. Is is George gone? Yeah, I'm kind of worried that he's gonna like get a concussion one day. I mean, frankly, like at this point, he's earned it. Like whatever fate comes to him, he's he deserves it. Wow. And I know that's rough to hear, like for his loved ones, but like this is the life he chose to lead. I do consider myself George's loved one mm-hmm. as his adopted son. I think he considers you that as well. Oh, did he tell you that? From what he's told me. Oh, that means a lot. Um, but <laughs> Sorry, I got I emotional. Just, I just want to tell you, whatever happens to George, you could, you've done all you can do. Like, it's not something that you can just, it's a disease what he has. He likes to hit his head on trees. And it's just, you can't let this, like, tear you apart. You've got to live your life. I feel like, I feel like it. I'm letting him hit his head on trees really hard. And I feel responsible. You've got to know when to walk away. Because maybe that maybe that's what he needs to be able to kind of hit rock, b- rock bottom and realize that like he's driving. Oh, he's away. hit rocks before. He's, he's hit rocks with his bottom before. Rocks with his bottom, and maybe that's what he needs to be able to realize that this is not a lifestyle that people are gonna want to be around him for a long term. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that's what it's gonna take. <sighs> I guess, I guess so. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Eli. Should we take a break? Yeah, we should take a break. Tell me something, George. Are you happy in this jungle world? Or do you need more? Is there something else you're searching for? I'm swinging In all the good times I find myself talking to 
times I talked to Tukey. I'm on fire now. Watch as I swing down. Watch out for that tree. Crash through the branches. Ain't wearing no pants. I'm George of the Jungle now. In the jungle, jungle now. In the jungle, jungle, jungle now. In the jungle, jungle now. I'm George of the Jungle now. So we're in San Francisco. Um, George has been shot in the head with a gun, but he's fine because people don't die in this movie. You just get really big boo-boos. Uh-huh. Did it just graze his head? Is that what happened? I think it hits him in the chest. Does it? I thought I he had a remember. Band-Aid on his head. Maybe that was from something else. I guess I guess it does hit him in the head. I mean, he would have a reason to have a Band-Aid on his head. I mean, like we said before, he has suffered much head trauma. So I imagine his skull has grown quite thick. This dude be hitting his head a lot on things. And sometimes he those things be bullets. Sometimes those things be bullets. Sometimes they're trees. Um, Same thing. So yeah, San great. Francisco, y- you were talking about how you like this section of the movie more than me. Um, more than you do, yeah. I Like I said, I like when he eats the coffee because that's really funny. Because you don't funny. eat coffee. That's you funny. boil it and you grind it and you boil it and you drink it and it's very good. Yeah. Um, but he gets very hyper. He goes on the bridge. They go to a wedding party, and he like hangs out with the horses. Horse points to Leela. Um, <laughs> horse points uh, to Leela. I, I like how that like he's playing with the horses, and all of the girls are like, f- like just gazing at him and talking about how great he is. They're like, he has like a. I think at one point, um, they're like, "Why are you attracted to him?" Mm-hmm. Which is a dumb question. Because look <laughs> at the man. <laughs> because I mean, I am. Yeah, I am. Uh, look at his hair. Look at his oil. Look at his muscles. Look at his um, wig. Look at that's that's not a wig. That's no. like his actual hair. It's a it's a wig, and I dig it. Nope, you can't. It's not a wig. Can't convince me it's a wig. Um, I mean, no, but like nope. real talk though, is it a wig? It is, right? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure it is. It's like it must be because it takes a long time to grow your hair out like that. Yeah, he wouldn't do that for George of the Jungle. <laughs> I mean. 
it's a it's a great look. I wonder if he like put the wig on and he was like, all right, well now I gotta grow my hair out looking like this because I look amazing. Yeah, maybe. Um, he's playing with the horses and it's a very pretty shot and all the girls are like looking at him and then like in the background they're like these dudes are like, what are what is it with chicks and horses? <laughs> um, which I th- oh, I thought was funny because clearly they love horses and they love men who love horses <laughs> and they are unaware. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I think. Ursula's mom tells him that she can never or he can never be with Ursula because he's not good enough or something like that. Well, yeah, she's like, uh, you're so she knows that he's a jungle boy, right? Yeah, it's pretty clear. She does that thing where she's like, you know how you for you like you're a stripe and she's a spot. Yeah, she uses jungle analogies. Um, I feel like that's kind of like, you know, diminutive of of jungles and stripes and spots and all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. I kind of wanted him, like, she's like, you know, a, a zebra would never get together with a leopard. I kind of wanted George to be like, um, yeah, <laughs> happens all you the have time. <laughs> not met the zebras I've met. <laughs> they are freaky. Yeah, but that doesn't happen. He's He just no. goes along and he's like, yeah, that's the rules. That's the rules. And then he puts himself in a cage and mails himself to Africa. Right. Before we get to that, though, I want to w- – yeah. at what point is it where he hits his head? You already mentioned this earlier, where he hits his head on the car door as it opens. It's when they're first in San Francisco. Yeah, it's pretty early in that part of the yeah. movie. Um, that was so upsetting for me to watch. <laughs> it <laughs> it, it is very head. violent. Yeah, I think it's different. Like, he hurts himself a lot in the jungle, but you're like, jungles aren't real. George hitting his head isn't real. Um well, well, also though, even earlier in the movie, when Ursula is hits her head on the branch, when he's got her and they're swinging, um, mm-hmm. and and it like first knocks Ursula out. Like every time someone hits just their head on something, it like their neck like snaps back in like a very <laughs> violent way. Yeah, and it really is upsetting. It's um like being adults who know uh that people die. Yeah, uh, it's very hard to watch. Right, and I mean this movie is very violent. I I think I think that might be why in the beginning they're like no one dies in this movie they just get very big boo boos because every character would be dead by the end of the first act if that was not a rule in this movie that is very true yep but anyway so George has mailed himself back to Africa it's very good a box shows up in Africa they open the box George <laughs> is in the box and he goes next time George get bigger box and I laugh <laughs> it's yeah it's very good. And then he he puts on shoes and runs back to the jungle in a scene that I like a lot. Yes, he has his little uh, are they Nikes? They're like Air Jordans, I think. Yeah, yeah, they're Air Jordans. Um, it's really great. That's all he needed. Um, and then he just runs for mm-hmm. a long time, like Forrest Gump. Yeah, it is very, it's very Gump esque. Gumpian. Gumpian. Ooh, can we start saying that? Yeah, it's very Gumpian. I know you love that movie. I oh. Such a good movie. I think y'all did. I an talked episode to George Lucas that on about that. that once on big movies. Yeah, on, on big movies, we talked about Gump. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're gonna make a movie just called Gump, aren't they? It's a prequel. Well, wait, how would there be a prequel to Forrest Gump? That movie stretches <laughs> his entire life. <laughs> yeah, it, it covers everything. I guess it'd just be about the Big Bang or something. <laughs> yeah, it's about his dad. Yeah, Papa Gump. Papa Gump. Bubba Gump. He's running. Um, he gets back to the jungle. He realizes that Ape has been ape-napped. The poachers have kidnapped and they've ape-napped Ape because he can talk. And they're like, we want to put him in Vegas. Can you imagine all of the money we would make? Which is a weird thing to do with a talking <laughs> ape. Like, not sell him to science. 
not like I don't know, get his opinion on things, but like give him a Vegas show. I'm sorry. Was one of the things you said get his opinion on things? Yeah. Can you imagine like all of the opinions that an ape would have? <laughs> Can you name some of them? I mean, he would have opinions on everything we have opinions on. Can you yeah. can you imagine asking a gorilla what he thinks about deforestation? Um yeah, I mean, he'd be like it's bad. <laughs> but yeah. like, well, we don't know that. Yeah, but like it's first-hand account. Right. I guess so. Also, we would be like, why do you guys uh, pick hair out of each other? Um, Jane Goodall told us, but we don't believe her. What if they got Ape and they were like, let's take this guy back to America and just like let him do some TED Talks. Maybe be a professor, like teach some yeah. classes on like Ape relations. You know, Ape has always reminded me of Beast from the X-Men. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're both furry. Mm-hmm. They're both smart and they both talk. Oh yeah, he is. He definitely is basically beast, but he's the he's one. Um, he's the like the beast. the Fraser beast. Yeah, yeah, Fraser beast. What's I don't know the actor's name. name. Fraser. <laughs> I think it's Fraser. Fraser Fraserson. <laughs> Fraser. First name Frey, last name Sure. Um, what was it talking about? Oh man, probably George of the Jungle. Probably George of the Jungle. Uh, ape gets ape napped. Yeah. The poachers are like taking ape on the shortcut to I don't know Ape Island or something like that, um, and it's just a big circle that leads back to the treehouse. Right. And then they get in the argument with a narrator, and it's very funny. Good narrator boy. Um, but then it's the big fight scene. Yes, and that's my favorite part of the movie. Like, and I r- actually wrote down like. Not many times in a like comedy like this, like a slapstick comedy like this, is the climax of the movie actually the best part. But I think it was <laughs> in this movie. What do you like about it? It's just f- so funny seeing like the elephant fire Tuki out of his trunk and then like start yes. shooting coconuts and stuff like that. And it's just it's a great little goofy little fight scene. I don't know. I just the loved el- it. The elephant also like weaponizes his pee in a weird way. Um. Yeah. He like pees on people. I mean, it's it's a very uncomfortable visual. It's like a fire hose of urine. Mm-hmm. Is that too crass for this podcast? This is like a kids podcast, right? No, it's for grown ups, and they love pee. Um, okay, don't we all? George, and then George does his big swing where he just. I mean, he hits a big tree, and then it falls. He over. does. I don't know why anybody is surprised that he hits a tree. Um. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So that's when he's um rescuing Ursula because she ends up in a raft with Lyle at some point. Yeah, like Lyle. Chasing. I think Ursula comes to like pledge her love to George at this point and yeah. Lyle is also there and kidnaps Ursula. Um, And then the poachers are on their boat and they're kidnapping all of the monkeys. Sorry, that's Tarzan. <laughs> um, I genuinely Yeah, the monkeys come in and trash the camp. Uh-huh. sync um, is there, and they sing a version of Trash in the Camp. Yeah. Um, what am I missing? And I think Phil Collins shows up at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, Son of man. But yeah, th- his big rescue of Ursula out of the raft is he, with the, she's about to go over the waterfall. He swings. It's the biggest swing he's ever done. He hits a tree. The tree falls. It seems like a very detailed, like, he, he had to do a lot of calculations to pull this move off. It um, seemed like he was aiming for the tree this time. Which yeah, it seems like he was trying it, to hit that tree. Which, do you think he was trying the other times? 
Because they were saying watch out for that tree. And I, I guess he's watching real careful. And yeah, maybe he it hits was, it. It was a cry for help all this time. <laughs> so it was my fault? No. That's not what I'm saying. Well, if it was a cry for help, then I should have heard it. You should have gone to the rescue. But uh, we can't get back into this. I'll get all emotional again. <sighs> I miss I'm you. just saying George is constantly hitting trees because he wants someone to see him and feel him and know the pain that he feels. What do you think the tree represents to him? Probably global warming. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So in the end, when he knocked down the tree, he defeats global warming? Yeah, I think so. Hey, he did it. Thanks, George. <laughs> yeah, he proved that it was fake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just knocks down that tree. Um, saves Ursula. They live happily ever after. Yeah. They get married. They have a very good wedding in the jungle with all the fancy people and ape. It's very good. Yeah, it's great. It's a great little Shrek wedding. <laughs> It's very much like <laughs> it really is. Shrek. Ape tells Ursula's mom, I've met Jane Goodall and you are no Jane Goodall. Yeah. Which is a great line. It's a great line. Jane Goodall. The monkey lady. The monkey lady. She like hung out with monkeys, right? Yeah. Um she like was a monkey? Mm-hmm. And then Hey, hey, she's a monkey? No, she's no, not. No, people a say she's monkeying around. I don't know what you're doing. It's you're doing a thing and I'm not getting it. It's do you know there's like a band called the Monkeys? Yeah. Like, hey, hey, we're the Monkeys. Yeah, it's a people say we monkey you around. That's what I was doing. Ah, uh, okay. I broke rule one again. I'm sorry. <laughs> Please don't do that again. Um, yeah, and then we get to see his baby too, which I guess is the star of jo- George of the Jungle too. Yeah, he grows up to be one of the two and a half men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Specifically, the half man. Yeah. Um, overall, it's a movie. I like it. That's how I feel about it. I think it's a. I thought it was a fun time, um, a fun time with George hanging out in the jungle. I like the jungle parts more than the America parts. For the I most do part. too. I like. I think. I think the beginning section is my favorite part because it has the most like hanging out in the jungle and talking to Lil Monkey. Yeah, I. I mean, I really like how a lot of the sets like, it, like they have a lot of like gorgeous helicopter shots. But then yeah. all of a sudden they're clearly in a little studio in with a very like plastic fake trees. Li- yeah, and I love that. Yeah, I don't know if I should love that. Like, is that just me loving the badness of this movie? I don't know. No, I mean, like, I think that this movie is supposed to be cartoony, yeah. and I think you're enjoying the cartoonishness of this, where it's like clearly not a jungle, but it's like a cartoon version of a jungle. Mm-hmm. And and like that's fun. Yeah. We, I think we also forgot to talk about the, t- the part where they, like, dance around a fi- campfire, and that is, like, the most romantic scene. Oh, it is. <laughs> There's a funny line. I think it's uh, the narrator says, like, and that was Georgia's first co-ed dance. Yes. And, yeah, that's a good scene. Um, I like Georgia's mating dance that he does for Ursula. It's very funny. Oh, where he, like, puffs up his lips. Yeah. His cheeks. Brendan. Because he asks Ape how to attract women. And Ape tells him, like, how monkeys do it. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny. Hey, it's funny. And, oh, yeah. And then, okay, one more thing that was funny. That was one of my lol moments that I forgot to mention. Um, when it, I think it might be the first time he introduces Shep, the the dog elephant character. Um, mm-hmm. it, he's got a big bone, <laughs> like a, yeah. a big, like, dog bone. And then he, and the narrative just goes, okay, the bone's a bit much. And then he's like, and the bone just disappears. <laughs> 
<laughs> and they play fetch with a big log. Yeah. Really big I like log. that. George I like Shep a lot. I'm not even necessarily a dog person, but I'm if the dog's either. big enough. If the dog's like elephant size, definitely a dog person. If the dog is elephant size and also has the DNA of an elephant and is an elephant, that's a dog but, for me. But kind of acts like a dog. Mm-hmm. People are always like, my dog is basically a cat. But I like it when my my elephant is basically a dog. That's my favorite. Well, overall, I think you uh, you gave this four stars on Letterboxd. I gave it three. We both liked it. Yeah, I, I think a, a lot of I think if I hadn't been so enamored of this movie as a child, it wouldn't have been four stars, mm-hmm. maybe like three and a half or even three. Um, but like it just kind of taps into the, like the, the childhood mark that was like sitting way too close to the television and yeah. watching this movie. I also noticed as I was watching this movie that I had more memories of the front half than the second half because Same. I would like have to go to sleep. Yeah. Same. That happened with me and Rockadoodle. Yeah, I think this was your rockadoodle, except you were actually able to enjoy this <laughs> as an adult. It was rough it's a for good me. movie. Mark, do you feel hot? Um, a little bit. I just feel like I'm getting really sweaty, and like I don't know what to do. Um, I feel like maybe you left the oven on or something. You forgot to oh. turn it off. Were you like cooking something? Yeah, I. I guess I sh- I was um I was cooking some hot takes from online. Nice. Is that what you were setting me up for? Yeah. Hey, I did. <laughs> I was it. hoping you were gonna get it. Um, I, I very nearly worried. did not. <laughs> um, yeah. This is uh, Mark. Mark took the initiative as a good little guest co-host and has got some hot takes from online for me. Um. Yeah. So I went to IMDb to get some hot takes from online. That's uh, the here's international one. movie. Du Bois. <laughs> International movie of Du Bois. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this one's called It's So Stupid, It's Hilarious. <laughs> 7 out of 10. Um, thumbs up to the director and the stars of George of the Jungle that made one of the funniest children's films you will ever see. I don't know about that. Uh, they, they point out that George of the Jungle is simply just a Tarzan parody. Ape Man meets girl, falls for girl, leaves for city, returns to jungle. Um, but it's funnier than that. I'm kind of skimming this because yeah. it's not, um, necessarily the most entertaining review. They do mention that, uh, man who is Leslie Mann plays Ursula is a lovable foil for our hero, though her squeaky voice is at times too cute. What are your thoughts on Leslie Mann's voice? <laughs> I, I think she's great in the movie and I, I, yeah, I wanted to mention that I think she is fantastic. I don't, I didn't have a problem with her voice. Did you? I uh, I thought that I would the first time she talked, uh-huh. and then I realized that I didn't because she's great. It's a very funny, like like they said, it's a, it's a foil to to George. Even her voice is a foil to him. Her her voice is like constantly sighing. She's like, "Oh, George," kind of. Yeah, but she's like she's more complicated than that. Made it yeah. sound though. <laughs> but 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 her voice itself sounds right, right, like right. that. Yeah, it does, and. I think I'm fine with this being a, if, if this if it is a Tarzan parody, that's great. I thought I never even like made that connection. I thought this movie just happened to be Tarzan. Yeah, I feel like I had never really thought of it as a parody until I saw it most recently. Um, but I think it works pretty well as a parody in terms of like he's he's bad at being Tarzan. Yeah, and he's dumb. Yeah, yeah, it's Spaceballs. 
but good. Space Spaceballs, but good. Mm-hmm. Um, Spaceballs Tarzan. Yep. Uh, there's another review called Laugh of the Jungle. Oh. Which is not really a pun as, <laughs> as much as they want it to I be. I mean, that's not even almost a pun. It's, I mean, they just replaced a word with, with laugh. It's, yeah. it's not good. Um, brilliant smashing comedy movie, which I think is actually a good pun because they say smashing. Oh, uh, yeah, he um, smashes some trees. He smashes some trees and also himself. Um, mm-hmm. There's another one here called A Few Twists Make This a Fun Movie. Wait, wait um, what are the few twists that they're talking about? Um, they don't really say. Oh, well, okay. So they say with a few twists added, such as a talking gorilla, mm. which makes it fun to watch. I mean, that's we also less of a twist and just kind of a component of the film. Yeah. We also see a elephant act like a dog, and along the way, our hero is a likable boob. <laughs> I like it when people use boob yeah. in like a like Drake dumb and person kind of way. <laughs> like Drake and Josh. Exactly like Drake and Josh. Um, I'm just going to give you some headlines here. Uh, run Shep, run for your life is another review. Um, don't okay. really understand what that one's going for. And then another one says, uh, this movie swings, which isn't a phrase. Is it supposed to be this movie sings? Like, is that what they're trying to say? Um, I don't think so. I, I have don't no idea. They've failed. Like whatever they're trying to do was bad. Here's the final review I will give you. Okay. George is a very funny movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, is it just called George in their mind, or they, or were they I, saying uh, George is a I, th- funny I think man? that George is a funny movie, but the jungle part they take umbrage with. Hey, you. W- hey, you want to watch George tonight, honey? It's Thursday. We watch. You know, Thursday's George night. That's when we uh, watch George. <laughs> Which George? Like George Costanza? Are you talking about Seinfeld? No, no, it's fe- it's February. That that means it's Jungle George. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I forget we have a different George for every month. Costanza's April George. That's right. Um, what comes? What's in March? March is Washington. <laughs> George Washington. Thank you. Yeah. Um, not to be confused with July, which is George Washington Carver. Yeah, and you remember which George is in December, right, honey? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm out of Georges. <laughs> you don't remember. I, it, it's been so long since December. We've seen so many Georges since then. Uh, is it, um, George, uh... Orwell. It's Orwell. <laughs> You're sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, there's just so many Georges that I, they're all running through my head, and I don't want to say one of them because there are so many. I forgot all the Georges. Hey, Eli, yep. this movie's um, completely without sin, right? Nope, it's not. Ugh. It's got a bunch of sins in this one. This is a okay. sinful movie. It's time for sinful moments, babies. Um, would you like to hear some sinful moments? Can I uh can I make some guesses about which moments are specifically yeah. sinful? Let's uh let's start with our favorite category, the sex and nudity category. Is that okay with you? Sex and nudity. Um, well, George is practically naked for the whole movie, mm-hmm. except for the part where he is naked. <laughs> yeah, it says George is clad only in a loincloth throughout most of the film. It does not actually. Oh no, it does mention that part. It says. George is seen fully nude in Ursula's apartment. You can only briefly see his butt. His body is quite wet and oily looking. He's an oily boy. And it says Ursula's friend looks and acts aroused by his sight. 
which, which is, is like, only natural. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, can you blame her? But like, um, she, she, I remember she covers up his front half with some magazines, which mm-hmm. is a weird choice, and the back half with a bowl. A bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, um, to be that bowl. Is she and she says something like suggestive when she like her gaze kind of goes downward for a second. She says something suggestive. I don't remember what. Um, it's pretty edgy, if you ask me. I think her friend says, or maybe it's not. At one point, one of her friends says, "Oh, so that's what she's been doing in the jungle." Yeah, it might be that. Maybe like that's who she's been doing in the jungle. I don't know. Maybe. Um, anything else? And th- there's, I mean, there's several more bullet points in here. In the sex and nudity. Yeah. I mean, ape is naked the entire movie, but does that count? Uh, no, but there is something about ape. What What does it say about ape? He forcefully kisses Lyle. Oh yeah, that's uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean that's very sexual if you ask me. <laughs> that is very sexual. I feel like he trick he tricks him into thinking that he's Ursula somehow. Yeah, I'm glad that they included that in Sex and Nudity because when I saw that on the screen, I was like, man, this is like, ugh, this inappropriate. is for children. Um, I think that's all that's interesting in the sex and nudity. Is there section. anything about uh, about Ursula ever being? I feel like she like ties her shirt up and shows her midriff at some point. Is that accurate? Um, no. There's nothing about Ursula, or th- Ursula's clothes, which is like more than can be said for most of the. It's nice to see some male nudity. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. That's lacking in most movies. Okay. What what section is next? Uh, let's do violence and gore. Um, well, they hit their head a whole lot. Uh, yes. It says a lot of sla- slapstick violence with George violently crashing into trees. Also, a lot of punching scenes. A lot of punching scenes. Go- George gets punched and punches people a lot. He does punch oh, a lot, doesn't he? He does both ways. He he, he punches and he gets punched. Mm-hmm. Um, someone falls off of a bridge. Um, yes. And it says we, yes, yes, that's in there. No, and it's not. George gets shot. Is That's it not, not under it? violence and gore? Actually, George getting shot is and okay. Has a slightly slightly bloody bandage on his head. So it was his head. You were right. Uh, what uh, what else is in that violence there, and gore section? There is one thing that a woman says to George that is just a very violent line of dialogue. Do you remember what it is? I don't. George's mother, or sorry, Ursula's mother, says to George that she will remove the reason why he is wearing a loincloth. Wow. That is quite violent. Yeah. What about profanity? Um, I know that they say ass at some point. <laughs> yeah. And not, not even in a double entendre. Um, what they just say. I, mean, I think they call someone an ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first three words of this is two ass words. <laughs> <laughs> and then it says one incomplete. You son of a dot dot dot. Uh, yeah. It's some mild profanities. But yeah. I two don't ass words. <laughs> So, what what could those two ass words be? Is uh, it uh, butt and booty? Do- I think it's butt and donkey, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those are the two ass words. Yeah. Is um, that all of the sections of... Um, well, there's frightening and intense scenes, and I just want to point out, I won't make you guess anything in here, but it just says, under frightening and intense scenes, there is also some crude humor. There is some crude humor. But that's, um, that's lo- listed oh. under intense scenes, so... A lot of poop and piss jokes, and yeah. v- visible poop and piss. Mostly <laughs> elephant, though. Right. It's a, it's fine if it's from an elephant. Yeah, that elephant poop does not look fun. 
It looks I mean, very realistic as well. Does some po- poop look fun to you? Uh, no comment. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I if you're okay with it, I'd like t- for us to try and answer the three purely nostalgia patent pending questions that will tell us if this movie is worth anybody's time at all. Hey, how is that patent going? It's been pending for a while it's now. Yeah. Um, I think it's just going to be pending for forever. Okay. That's Here's a, the thing is you can just say patent pending on something. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, everything's got a patent that's pending, sort of. I, don't, I think you have to file for a patent, though. Yeah, it's pending me filing it, though. <laughs> so Fair enough. You Fair can enough. just say that about anything. Okay. Um, what are the three questions? Mark, can I ask you, is this movie good for kids? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna say a resounding yes. Um, I think it's very. I think it's maybe the best for kids of anything that we've watched. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's actually true. Now that I think about it. I think. I mean, The maybe. Incredibles is pretty good for kids. I don't know, but The Incredibles, yes, but like, I feel like I couldn't appreciate everything about The Incredibles as a young kid. Um, but yeah, but like, so I, I, I think I could understand everything that there is to be understood about George of the jungle as a young child. You, you say that, but I think there are like a couple of lines like, Oh, that's what she was doing in the jungle that like, I think I might've appreciated more as an adult. Sure. But like as a kid, I couldn't even understand the major themes of the Incredibles. That's true. That's true. In George of the jungle, it's just jungle man. Have a good time. Yeah. I, I think that like, um, the Incredibles is like 60, 40 yeah. kids to adults, and this is like 95, 5. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, is Question it good two. for adults? I think so. It's not like it's not like there are added things that adults will understand that kids will understand that kids won't. Uh-huh. But I think that like if you can kind of bring yourself back to like a child childly state of mind, it's still very good. Yeah. Um I, I think it's fine for adults. I think that there are little nuggets thrown in there for me and you. But I think that this is primarily a kids movie, and I think that that is perfectly fine. And we probably need more kids movies that know that they're just trying to be kids movies and don't really try yeah. to be more than that. But it's not even like there are like there are some movies that are made for kids that I do not want to watch. Yeah. Um, like Minions, for example, is like but Minions made is for just children. Bad, I think. <laughs> I think that might I think be George true. of the Jungle is a good kids movie. But like kids like Minions. Right. Sure. I think that like there's like the the random like uh, banana that like kids love and adults will roll their eyes at. Whereas this is all like stuff that kids love and then all adults will also enjoy because it isn't like random like dumb humor. It's just like slapstick. Yes, but, like, I still think there's a distinction between, like, I, I enjoy this movie, but I still don't feel like it's for me. When I watch The Incredibles, That's fair. I feel like The Incredibles is for me. Like, I feel like... Yeah. It, I, don't, I don't know. I, and part of why we wanted to do this podcast is grappling with that question of, like, what does... What responsibility does a kid's movie have? Like, does it yeah, need like, to please adults? I don't know. I remember, like, Chicken Little, there was, like, a part where, like, someone, like, climbed up on top of a small tower and, mm-hmm. like, was, there was, like, a King Kong reference that yeah. was, like, I remember as a kid being, like, oh, that joke is for adults because it's a movie <laughs> I haven't seen yet. Yeah. Um, whereas this is, like, no, you you get it. Yeah. There's no, like, secret hidden joke for a child, for, for adults. 
Yeah. There's not even like some secret hidden theme of like um, the tree represents the thing in George's life that's holding him back from what he desires and he needs to watch out for it or else he'll hit it face first. Like, no, it's just a dumb tree and he's going to whack into it because he's dumb. Uh, I think some of that stuff you, you may you just said may have been. I think you may have been onto something though. That's right. The, the tree represents global warming. It. Yeah, but but George fixed it. the The tree represents the the jungle, which is holding him back from meeting the people that are like him. And at the end, he crashes into the tree and knocks it down. And the tree forms a bridge between him and Ursula. And their their mutual love of the jungle, and they reach down, and he reaches down from the tree and reaches out from the jungle and saves her from the city man. Sorry, I broke rule three. You've uh, you've broken two of my three rules now. Look, I have not talked about um, I, uh, Scientology. You, you I haven't talked about it. Yeah. Okay. I'm editing that out. Um, okay. Let me ask you this: Does this movie stand the test of time for you? Um, yes. I think you'd be crazy if you said no based on how highly yeah. you've spoken of it. Um, does for it me, the test time for you? Yeah, okay. I think so. I, I don't, I didn't remember this in as much detail as you seem to, but yeah, I think so because I, I enjoyed it. It's funny that you, you say that I remember this in such detail because like when I like went to start this movie, I was trying to think of what I remember from this movie and I was mm-hmm. like... He swings into trees a bunch, and there's a gorilla. Yeah. And then, like, the movie started, and about ten minutes in, I could have, like, written down every plot point. Yeah. Um, I think this was your Max Keeble. <laughs> it might have been, um, but George has a good attitude. Yeah. Well, my I was a little bit older when I watched Max Keeble, probably, but that's the exact experience I had with Max Keeble. I was like, I can't really remember anything about this. And then as I was watching, I was like, oh, no, I know every line from this movie. Yeah, I feel like we have a better understanding of this movie and wh- who it is for and if mm-hmm. we are allowed to enjoy it. It is for me. It's for you. And I am allowed to enjoy it. It's basically just for Mark. This one's for it's, Mark. It's just for me. It's so much slapstick, so much like meta jokes, so much just dumb humor, and so much like I, – I feel like the romance in this is sold really well in a way that like a lot of kids' romance just doesn't work for me at all. Yeah. No, yeah, that's true. I think so. You can really see the love in Ursula's, Ursula's eyes. Well, I don't know about that, but it's a fine okay. film. It is a fine film. Um, I want to talk a little bit about what is next for our show, even though Mark do will tell. be I will us. be listening. He will, will be, be listening. with us in spirit. Um, mm-hmm. In two weeks, we're going to do a spooky Halloween episode on the movie Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. That's a scary movie, <laughs> from what so I remember. It's a sp- spooky film. I'm pretty excited to rewatch it because, like, it actually scared me as a kid. I don't know if I watched it the first time. Really, you haven't seen it? You should. I watch don't think it. so. I've watched a lot of Scooby Doo. I think there's voodoo dolls in it. Hey, and it's also uh, like pirates. I hate to be the guy that comes on your podcast and asks you about specific movies you're gonna do. Uh-huh. Or are you gonna do the live action Scooby Doo at some point? Ooh, uh, I think it's on our list. Yeah, we okay, should because that movie is great. Yeah, I mean, it's it's on our list. We I, and we would do it all at once, do a bunch of Scooby Doo's at once. But one reason for that is um, we did a bunch of Spy Kids movies at once, and me and it Clint both wanted to die. It um, was a bad idea. <laughs> um, and then 
so we, we'll probably come back and do that at some point point. and then also we have the rest of this year planned out actually oh fun um what else you got the next three movies i'm not gonna say um everything but the next three movies we're gonna do after scooby-doo on zombie zombie island we're gonna do a three-part series for the first time in a while okay and it is are you nervous because you just said that you regret doing the spy kid three-part series that was not three parts. It was seven parts. <laughs> okay. Well, no, it was, fault was that? It was four Spy Kids movies, one Shark mm-hmm. Boy and Lava Girl, and one yes. Spy Kids TV show. Okay. So is this seven? is not quite that five. much. And I think this is going to be a more interesting series that has at least one solid good movie in it. Okay. And it is. Just one? Well, you can disagree with me here in a second if you want. Just and let I might me know what it with is myself. Uh, I want to give myself some music as I say this. No, not that. <laughs> You're not going to let it end? One. I need uh, to know the ending of that. Two bits. Okay. The movies that we are doing are Spider-Man. Specifically, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies with Yay! Tobey Maguire. That's exciting. I'm very excited. Um, our first PG-13 movies that we've covered on the show. Um, but it still fits the theme in that, for one thing, Spider-Man 1 was the first PG-13 movie that I saw in theaters. Mine was Sahara. <laughs> of course it was. You love that movie. <laughs> that, that I don't know if that movie's good, but I do love that movie. I don't know that I've seen it. Well, um, next time I'm on, I know what we're watching. Okay, that's fine. It's not a kid's movie. I mean, <laughs> it's a it's a teen's movie. It's a, it, that's why our, our little tagline is movies that we were into when we were kids. Because not we'll, we'll probably cover like Pirates of the Caribbean at some point, which has got some spooky stuff. <laughs> I mean, I, I was 13 when I saw that movie. Yeah, okay. Um, well, I was nine when I saw the first Spider-Man, but you know, you could go into a PG-13 movie with a parent or whatever. Not if you're Mark. It scared me to death when Green Goblin, uh, like turns into Green Goblin in the lab and he like picks that guy up and throws him across the lab. Man, it's freaky. I haven't seen any of those in a long time. I haven't either. I think I've, the, I've seen three probably like on television within the last five years. I th- I watched three, like two years ago because I never saw it, in when it came out. Oh really? And I kind of filled that gap. Um, it's bad. It's bad. And yeah, I said there's at least one solid good movie in here. I think that Spider Man Two is a good movie. I've I never really liked Spider Man One. I know I'm kind of in the minority there. We'll see. Maybe I think I'll it's change more my mind. like I think it's more groundbreaking than good per se. I think I agree with you. I was kind of scared that I said that I don't love yeah. it. But I'm, I, mean, I'm, I don't know. I might still love it when I see it. Um, we'll see. I haven't seen it in a long time. But I think more than like it remains a good movie, it's more important for like it was a, a light. Like it came out around the same time as like X-Men. And the movie like the superhero movies that came out around that time were like the Tim Burton Batman movies, which were very right. different than Spider-Man was. Are you talking? Oh, you're talking about Spider-Man One. Yes. Okay. I thought I was thinking two. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, I recently watched some like YouTube clips of Spider-Man One and, uh, like where he's just <laughs> fighting Green Goblin and like it just looks so horrible. Like it's horrible to look at. Yeah. It looks like Power Rangers or something. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. It's gonna be rough, I think. But I do think that Spider-Man Two is a good movie. So, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but we're, we're, I was just telling Mark about this earlier. 
I'm very excited about this. It comes right after the release of Venom, which is Spider-Man adjacent. And then um, we're going to do three of these episodes. And then very soon after that, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse will come out. Mm-hmm. Which is going to be Are you going to cover that on the podcast? Mm, I don't know. Are we? Maybe. That we'll see. That wasn't an answer. I mean, let me just say this. First, got to have Christmas. Okay. we got to have some Christmas first. Christmas. And then we can come back and maybe cover that one. You're going to... Um, oh, I was... Oh, is, like, you're going to have, like, a contingency clause for that? Contingency clause? Claus? Like Santa I'm Claus? Not saying any other words. Like the Santa Claus? I don't know. Or may, like, I mean, I might have to record this episode home alone. Huh? Huh? What? That's not a hint. It could huh? be not that. Uh, are you gonna have to? Um, you're gonna have to record like a a Christmas story to tell yeah. on the podcast. I mean, I'll just say I don't think we actually have nailed down what we're gonna do for a Christmas episode yet. <laughs> okay, but I think we have a pretty good idea. I'm just not gonna tell you what it is yet. So we'll do it a Christmas like episode. The debate about what to cover for Christmas is a real like nightmare before Christmas. It's not gonna be that one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Fair. movie, but we're not gonna do that one. It's more of a Halloween movie than a Christmas movie, honestly. Eh, it's both. It's both of them. I really just thought that to piss Cody off. I Sorry, know. Cody. <laughs> that that debate is more interesting to me than the the diehard is it a Christmas movie debate. But both of those debates are terribly uninteresting to me. <laughs> I think that it's more interesting than the movie. That's my oh. hot take. All right. Well, now uh, I then, hate you. Then a, uh, then Night Before Christmas. Not I Die love Hard. that. Die Hard's a good movie. I think it's great. Um, anyway, so I think that there's a song on, this is my last thing I'll say about Night Before Christmas. All there's right. a song on it that sounds like the, the bunny, the bunny, <laughs> Ooh, I love the bunny. Yeah. There's a song just like that in Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. It, no, it, it might be the same song. I think it is. Direct rip off. Um, so that's what's coming up next. Uh, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, and then we'll get into the Spider-Man movies. So, Yeah. Follow us on uh, social media, Purely Nostalgia. Um, we have an Instagram as well. I have a, a Twitter name. It's Elisha P. Smith. Um, Mark, plug your stuff. Um, well, hey, I, I wanted to ask where you can listen to this podcast because it's, like, it's just like podcast apps, right? Good question. You can actually listen to it on Spotify now. If you're what? Into that. Um, yeah. Whoa. So you people that like Spotify... Check us out. We're on there. If you like the green, the green and black music app instead of the, I like the white and the pink Apple one. Music. Yeah, I like that one too. But hey, Spotify. Thanks. Hey, you know what else you can listen to on Spotify? Um, the big movies. Um, I was gonna say like, uh, Jason Mraz. Oh, okay. You can listen to on spot on Spotify, but yeah. yeah, you can listen to my podcast. It's actually not called Big Movies. I hope that everyone who started this <laughs> podcast has. Um, stuck around for when I said the name of it. I'll uh, put it in not the just in, in the description too. So okay, good because <laughs> I feel like about five, an hour and fifteen minutes ago, someone like paused this episode to go search big movies in their podcast app, uh, and are, have been looking for it for an hour and fifteen minutes. But guess what? It's not called big movies. It's called best pictures. It's a and podcast it's where me and Cody Lunsford and Chad Oliver we talk about the best movies that came out in in our lives. Uh, we talk about each of our individual favorite movies as well as the best picture winner and the uh, Razzie winner for the worst movie. 
and it's very fun. The most recent episode that came out uh, was about The Postman, which is the 1997 Razzie winner, and it is a bad movie, if you ask me. Mm. Um, but it's a fun episode. You should listen to it. Um, yeah, it's a very good podcast, as, as much as I may have said to make you think otherwise i was just goofing it's extremely good they're very smart boys but they also say very funny things and they make my lap my ears laugh when i listen to their to their words they say in my ear holes and if if you go back in our uh record in our um in our backlog of podcasts you'll listen to uh, my friend Eli, uh, who's hey, here me. with me today that's him uh he talked with us about independence day um a movie from 1996. I yeah, that's what I would say about that movie. Is it is yeah. a movie? It was a it's fun a episode from 1996. It was a fun episode. We, we talked, talked about, about Pizza Hut on it. We talked about Pizza Hut for a little bit too long, which yeah. ends up happening. Yep. Um. So yeah, what else you want to plug, Mark? Anything oh, else? Oh, you know, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter at Wallington Mark. I'm on Letterboxd at Mark zero zero one four. Hey, how does it feel to have two hosts who are both on Letterboxd? Uh, it feels great. Yeah. Please start the hashtag get Clint on Letterbox 2018. I've actually decided I'm not going to stop hosting this podcast until Clint gets a Letterbox. So Clint, Whoa. if you're listening, and I hope you are, because you should support your own podcast, uh, you should get a Letterbox. I'm going to have to get him to make new like artwork that says with Mark and Eli. Yeah, because it'll be he, embarrassing he for that, him so. to make that. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> awkward. Um. All it right. was weird. It was weird. I rated this movie, and then I just refreshed my app for about four days in a row, waiting for Eli to watch this movie because I had to know <laughs> whether or not he liked this movie. It would have broken my soul and my body for him to, for you to have not liked this movie. Well, I had a good time with it. Good. I've, I had a good flip. time recording this podcast with you, my friend. Oh yeah. It's just like old magical school bus times. <laughs> it's just like those thirteen years we spent together in school, where we would talk to each other face to face. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. You good? Yeah. All right. I'm good. Well, uh, until next time. Yeah, I'm good. Cool. Okay. We're good. We're, we're both good here. Until next time, we will see you bassoon. Uh, Skin after listening. Oh, you do listen to this show. Oh, I did it. something smith tell me something mark do you remember my mama called you smith